But uh, anyway, no, we uh, we're very grateful uh, for what God is doing here, and uh, I, I just want to I want to ask us as a church to be praying. Uh, may we be praying about what God is doing through all of these things at the same time. Whenever my experience is ministry wise, is whenever I see uh, a whole bunch of things kind of happening at the same time that are obviously like God things, if you will, uh, taking place. Uh, when I see that happen, my experience is, is that God is, is like really up to something, like He's about to do something. Um, and I think we need to be prepared for that. Uh, we need to be ready for that. Um, we, need to, we need to pray for His leadership. We need to pray for His protection uh, over uh, this church body, its unity, uh, for our leadership, you know, all, all the things. Um, you know, and, and, and one of the prayers, you know, it's, it's such a... It's such an odd time in history, you know, with what all's been going on. Uh, but one of my one of the things that I've started praying about is that would God would show us what does it look like for us to continue to grow as a church despite all the nutso stuff that's going on in this world. Um, and I'll be honest with you, most churches right now are in survival mode. Um, talked with uh, talked with a, a fellow that uh, I see quite often. Um, that uh, works at a place that I do business with quite a bit uh, just uh, last week, not this week, but the week four. And he was talking to me about his church, and he was talking about how they had, they've lost uh, quite a few people uh, in the church uh, to death over the last year, uh, older congregation. And, and he was just saying, you know, Chris, I'll just be honest with you, I, I, I don't know if our church will make it through this. Um, and so it was just this, like, reminder uh, of, you know, there's, there's some crazy real things going on in this world. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, man, a lot of churches are suffering. Um, and, man, we are so fortunate right now. And I don't say that with any uh, prideful, arrogant type thing at all. I just say we are very, we're very blessed. God is doing some amazing things here. Let's not miss that. And let's say, God, what are you leading us to right now? What are you calling us to right now? How are you wanting us to sacrifice right now uh, in, in our lives and in our pride or whatever it may be? And so uh, just, just some awesome things, um, you know, going on. Uh, anyway, that's a, that's a little side note I wasn't planning on sharing. Uh, this morning, uh, we've, uh, we've started here the last few weeks. We've been in a, a series, uh, Who is God? And uh, I'll be honest with you, kind of haphazardly, you know, fell into this. Wasn't sure what I was going to teach uh, starting in the new year, and as a pastor, you're always, you know, trying to figure out, you know, teaching calendars and all this kind of stuff, and, you know, what, is, what, what do we need? What does our church body need? And that kind of thing. And uh, as I've been praying about that, you know, it, it, toward the end of last year, uh, and I really didn't want to, it to wait that long to figure it out, but uh, that's kind of what happened. And toward the end of last year, I just felt like God was saying, me, focus on me. Just, just look at me. Study me, know who I am. I will change you. I will change your heart. I will make you the people who I want you to be. And so, um, you know, here we are. And uh, we've we've had a couple of weeks uh, into this, uh, and uh, and I I think so far it's it's been pretty awesome just to study who God is. The first week was that He is worthy, uh, and of course we talked about worth it and. 
uh, you know, some of that kind of stuff. I was, that was uh, last week, I'm sorry. Uh, last week was He is worthy, uh, that, you know, all this is worth it because He is worthy, and, and all of those things are so much wrapped up into that. And the first week was uh, talking about that God is the same, that He's the same always. He never changes. Uh, and that's great news, and it's great news for what we're talking about today. And today we're talking about, go ahead and let the cat out of the bag, we're talking about He is faithful. He is faithful. And, um, you know, the news that he is faithful is great news for us. Uh, you know, if you, if you think about uh, commitment, you know, how, how hard it is sometimes for us to even stomach the word commitment. You know, we're like, you know, hey, can you, can you make this commitment? You know, when, you're, when your child starts playing sports, you know, there, become, there, comes, a, there comes a commitment with that. And it's like, okay, what days of the week we've got to be at the ballpark? How many times we've got to work the concession stand? How much are all these uniforms and equipment going to cost us? You know, all these, all these things. You know, I get to watch a lot of this with the, with the baseball team here. And, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it, it's, it's funny how commitment, like, it, you know, we're scared of it, you know, a lot of times. And, and, and I see this a lot of times with, with people in relationships, you know, in dating relationships. And, uh, uh, you know, some of you single people are, like, nudging your, you know, uh, significant other right now. Like, yeah, he's talking about us, you know, right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's funny that we are so scared of commitment, but God himself is so committed that he he doesn't it it, it it it's not even on his radar to not be committed he just stays committed um you know and uh i think i think that's huge news for us today in fact uh i'm i'm gonna share several scriptures i'm also gonna throw uh, uh for uh folks around the computers back there they're about to hate me I've, I've had like this passage of scripture in the back of my head and just while we were singing, I was just like, I'm supposed to talk about that. I'm supposed to teach about that today and that you guys don't have that. So I'm sorry. It's a Genesis uh, 22 if you want to get it ready. Uh, but, um, you know, and that, that doesn't happen very often. But, uh, you know, in, in the thought of commitment, I have scripture like this. And, and we'll, we'll share this one. Second Timothy 2.13. 2 Timothy 2.13, and it says, If we are faithless, He remains faithful. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. And it goes on, it says, For He cannot deny Himself. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. I mean, how, how big is that for us today? That like, that like, even when we are completely, you know, off the tracks, God is always on them. I mean, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I, and I think this, is, this, this should be groundbreaking news for some believers who are still operating under some form of legalistic something that you learned along the way, maybe from a church uh, or a pastor or somebody that taught you or, you know, whatever. And I'm sure they meant well. But along the way, there's been a lot of people getting taught that, you know, God, who God is, is based on who you are. And that's not true. God, God is not going to change based on who we are. He is always who He is. He doesn't love us more because we do more good things. 
or we go to church more or whatever. And we've talked about this a ton at 24, but you know, maybe you're new to, to being around here and hanging out with us and you've not heard that before. But I'm just here to tell you that like, God, God hates that type of theology. It, it, it is false, false gospel theology that, that is this like scare us, try to scare us into being good Christians. And that's not who God is. You see what that says. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. He's already loved us as much as he could possibly ever love us. He sent Jesus to die on our behalf. It's amazing. Now comes this scripture that I think I'm supposed to share with you. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and get that out and go to Genesis 22. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles. They'll be glad to bring you one. Just throw your hand up if you need one, and when you are done with it, return it to the top of the bookcase. Just lay it on top of the bookcases on your way out uh, this morning. Genesis 22, the passage that I was not planning on preaching this morning, and I, I don't know, well, I do know why, but I, in a way said sometimes don't know why the Lord lays certain things on your heart to just like, you know, oh yeah, you should share that or whatever, and I'm going to share this. And this is a story uh, about Abraham and his son Isaac. And Abraham was just one of these guys that loved the Lord, was following God. God was doing amazing things. You know, they didn't have children. Uh, they prayed for children. God gave him a son, a one, a one son kind of thing, right? And then, and then comes this moment right here. Genesis 22 Verse 1, let's just read it together. It says, After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Let's stop. God tells Abraham, Abraham, buddy, oh faithful one who loves me so much, who I gave you a son after you prayed so long to have a child, I want you to take him and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. Get ready and go. That's crazy, right? Like we read that and we go, that's insane. Why in the world would God want him to kill his own son? You just got to follow along. You got you to keep going. Verse 3, it says, So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to the young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. He's still not, he's not letting the cat out of the bag of like what they're really doing there. Verse 6, it goes on, it says, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took his hand, the fire, and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to him, Father, Abraham, my father... And he said, here I am, my son. 
He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they, bo- so they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay a hand on, your, on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket, by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. I think that many days of our lives, we question God's commitment to us. I don't think we mean to. I think we we haphazardly do it, do it because we're we're sinful people. You know, and, and, and we just along the way we just end up doubting things that we shouldn't doubt. You know, God has made so many promises through all of his scriptures. And here you have a situation where God calls this guy to do something that's absolutely insane. Go kill your kid. And, and, and Abraham is like, okay, I guess we'll get the wood together. Guess we'll get the fire together. Guess we'll go to where he's told me to go and do this. And obviously, God doesn't usually call us to do things like that. In fact, he never calls us to do things like, quite like that. And he wasn't going to allow Abraham to do that. He wanted to see Abraham's faithfulness. The bigger thing here is not Abraham's faithfulness, but God's faithfulness. God is faithful. He cares for us. He loves us. He provides for us. And sometimes, you know what? He calls us to do things that we absolutely do not want to do. He absolutely calls us to go straight into a fire, to straight into something in life that you may be going, well, I, I can't do that. That's against, you know, this or that or whatever that I, you know, I'm about, you know, and we're all about a lot of things about ourselves, right? You know, and sometimes God just wants to see our faithfulness. I got to tell you, 16, 17 years ago, when God began to call us to plant a church, that scared me to death. I mean, I had faith that the Lord was calling us to do it and it was going to be fine, but at the same time, I was scared to death. I think back on those moments, you know, and I think, you know, I, I, I remember it was, the, it was really more of like the beginning of it. It was like the, the idea of it just sounded so crazy, you know? 
And I remember I had, I, I, I guess it was a good thing, but at the time I was like, unfortunately, I had shared this information with this guy who helped guys plant churches and came alongside of them to do that. And I had told, this guy's name was Wayne, I had told Wayne about this. And as I told Wayne about this, you know, he, he, comes, he comes back to me and he's, and, you know, he's like, well, what's, what's this going to look like? What's it going to be like? What do you think God's leading you to do? And I, I share all this information with him that I just, you know, kind of like, you know, whatever was on my heart or in my head or something. And, and, and he said, okay, well, when are you going to start? And I, at the time I was a youth pastor and I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing probably a few years from now or something, you know. And he was like, a few years? I was like, well, yeah, you know, a few years. You know, we've got, we got some things to figure out and get together. And, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of work ahead of us to, you know, start doing, you know, some of those things. And, and he was like, uh-uh. No. I was like, no? And he's like, no. You need to do this now. And I was like, but... Uh, there's a lot of planning and stuff. He's like, no, no. The Lord will figure that stuff out. You need to do this now. And he held my feet to the fire. And I needed my feet to be held to the fire to go and do what God had put in front of me to do. And I'm grateful that God put him in my life to encourage me to do that. God's faithfulness continues in so many ways Another passage that I want to share with you, 1 Corinthians, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I think I gave them 1 Corinthians, I know I gave you guys the wrong passage by the way, because nothing can be simple, right? Oh, maybe I'm wrong, nope, it's 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10. On your toes today. Going to get back in the building. Everything's going to be all slick. Going to have our junk together. <laughs> Giving y'all wrong passages. The Lord's like, nope, you're not teaching on that today. You're going to teach on this. So, you know, there you go. I know you do. I love it. Thank you. 1 Corinthians 10, and it says this in verse 12. It says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands Take heed lest he fall. Man, that's a, that's a word. Verse 13, it goes on, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but within the temptation, He will also provide the way to, of escape that you may be able to endure it. You know, this is, this is a, a great reminder for us this morning of who God is and how He works for us is so amazing. You know, that, that even in our temptation, He is still faithful to being there and not just being there, but Scripture, this Word that we just read, teaches us that He will always give us a way out. We always have the ability to say no. You know, Jesus coming and dying on the cross wasn't just for us to get some good fire insurance, okay? That was about healing us from the things of this world, including our sin. 
God wants to fight that sin in our life. He doesn't want us just to give up and go, well, I'm just going to, you know. Yes, we may always have a tendency toward certain sins, absolutely. But let me tell you what, He is about giving us a way out. He is about allowing us to be free from that sin. We are no longer slaves to it. 2 Thessalonians 3 says this in verse 1. It says, finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. And that we may be delivered from from wicked and evil men for not all have faith. Verse 3, check this out. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid, especially of Satan. Especially of demons. Especially of those things. We don't have to be afraid. God has control over them. He will protect us from them. You go back and you think about what happened when God called Abraham to sacrifice his son. And what did Isaac say? Isaac looked to his dad and he said, Dad, where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? He assumed that there was going to be a lamb that they were going to sacrifice to go have this sacrifice. Little did he know that on that day, he was going to be the lamb. Isn't it amazing how God intertwines Scripture for us to understand the greater purpose of all the things that are the narrative of God, the story of God, that it is all about Jesus who would be the Lamb. Isaac that day wasn't going to sacrifice any offerings. God didn't want Isaac to die. He wanted us to ask the question that Isaac asked, where is the Lamb? 1 John 1 says this, says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. There's the Lamb. Philippians 1.6 And I am sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You see, we may not always understand how God is being faithful. Maybe, maybe you're in a season right now where it feels like God's left you. If you are not right now, maybe you have been there before. I, I know I have. But Scripture shows us that He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. We can trust in Him. Genesis 28.15 says this. It says, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. I encourage you to do something this week. 
I encourage you to take some time to seek out promises of God. Some of the promises of God that He has made through His Scriptures. And study on those. You will see His faithfulness. We see His faithfulness all through Scripture. Moments like He was with Joshua in Deuteronomy 31.6 where it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. That's our God. Jesus in John 5.24 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears My Word and believes Him who sent Me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Jesus has come. He's the Lamb. And there it is. The ultimate showing of God's commitment to us is the cross and an empty tomb. He never fails. He never forgets. He never misses the appointment. (laughs) He's always there. He's always true. His promises are always sure. He is always faithful. Let's pray. God, I pray that Your faithfulness would challenge us in our faithfulness. Not in a guilty way, but God, in a a thankful way. God, I pray that we as Your people, Lord, would trust in You for all things at all times, no matter what happens. No matter how crazy this life gets, God, I pray that we would know that You are always there, that You are always providing, that You are always taking care of every single little thing. But Lord, especially the big things. God, especially when You call us to do something crazy, Lord, I pray that we would trust in You to be who You are and be faithful. God, we are reminded that even when we are faithless, you are faithful because you cannot deny yourself. And Lord, I pray today, Lord, that that would, that that would charge our worship of You. God, that that, would, that that would lead us to a place, Lord, even this morning and this week, Lord, as we go, Lord, that You would use us to make You known, to make You famous. God, that You would be glorified in us. Lord, thank You for all that You've done for us, for Your Son, Jesus. Lord, for anyone that hasn't trusted in Him to believe in Him as their Savior today, God, I pray, Lord, that You would do a work in their heart and in their life. God, may they believe in Him today, the Lamb that was slain. God, thank You for all of this, especially for Him. We ask this in Your name. Amen.